<laughs> Not Carol Bashy. Killed her husband, whacked him. But you the one who convinced that it, you can't convince me that it didn't happen. I don't even know what the fuck's going on in white people land. I just, I don't know. Get out. <laughs> why, why I got to go, go, Cause why go, you gotta go, go, Carol Bash it. That's why. What you mean, Briar? But they, that, that was popular when it first came out with Tiger King first came Girl, out. I'm just confused. People at my old job was talking about it. And I was like, I feel like I'm a tiger living in the, <laughs> Living, living, I don't know. Actually, I feel like I'm bait living in a tiger's world. It's a tiger's world. <laughs> Boy, it would be nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> all right, all right. Okay. How you feeling, Toya? Something's wrong with us. <laughs> Clearly. This is why we're here. This is why we're here. This is why we're here. This is why. This is why. This, this is, is why, why we're we here. here. All right. You are. You are get yeah. good. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. <laughs> that was a that whole. That was a whole roar in, in your reply. <laughs> I really hate when people be asking me, "Well, how you doing?" And I give them my response, but well, it, it, that doesn't sound too convincing. Well, what the fuck you want me to tell you then? <laughs> Wait, <laughs> what you want me to tell you? Your hands and your, your It's body my movement. scarf. That's, your body movements. What's I, up? <laughs> what you want me to tell you? That I'm having a good day? With a, a good day? And I'm being honest in my reply. Right. Uh, I'm all right. And just because it's not what you would expect me you're to say. You're hot, then you're cold. Get out my face. Yes or no? Please get up out my face. If you don't like mace, then get out my face. Isn't it? Get up out my face or something like that. Anywho, we would like to welcome you to another episode of the Rope Black Bougie Podcast where we create candid conversation for young black women. And it's relatable because we've all been there. Women have it to make it on less than our worth. We do so while setting trends, spreading black ashness, and ultimately brushing our tails to live our best life. And today, we're going to talk about some real grown-ass shit. Shake it, shake it, shake it, shake it. Because everybody got a comment about what it means, okay, to be a homeowner, mm-hmm. to be grown, mm-hmm. to have equity, mm-hmm. to do all of these things, right. right? And I'm so damn tired of people talking about the American dream and talking about capitalism and not recognizing how this shit affects us. And so today we're going to have a candid conversation um, about something that I became familiar with over time, right? A site that me and you constantly were looking at, right? Zillow. Yes. And how Zillow, I don't know if you don't heard, but Zillow reportedly needs to sell 7,000 houses after it bought too many. Hold on, pause. On my own. Hold on, pause. No, hold um, on, pause. 7,000. So Zillow, the website. Z to the I. To the double L, to the O, to the W. W is really a double V, but we ain't gonna talk about that. <laughs> Something just brought back to my mind. Sidebar. Remember the song "Love Will Be Right Here"? No, it was human. It was, it was a human nature for, for, for uh, SWV. Why, as a kid, I thought they were saying S W U V. S W. V. I know. So you thought it was S U U V? As a kid. 
S U U V sisters. No, 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 no. I said, well, why are they spelling it sisters under under voices? As a kid, I got confused with how the. It's okay. It's okay. Very slow. Learning your alphabet stuff that don't make you slow. Man, listen. Some things do. What is called dyslexia. And my that don't make you slow. It might make you a little bit behind. Listen, but it don't make you slow. No, it was just me as a kid. Hey, I, I mean, there's a lot of I things. I accept that. Girl, I went today to grab, uh, what's that called? The, the the corkscrew. I picked up the corkscrew and it had said wing on it. And I was like, no, this is for chicken wings. Whole time is <laughs> the arms of the corkscrew. Girl. <laughs> and I own a wing. I own a wing corkscrew. There was not one here because the other one had to be thrown out. <laughs> Child. It's okay. We all have our moments. We all okay. have Don't our judge moments. Because y'all had your moments too. Please don't. Whatever. All right. You ready for the politics segment? I'm ready. Let's get into it. So, you know me. I was on the verge surfing these internets. And actually, I was watching some YouTube videos Mm -hmm. of um, a realtor. In particular, I believe this realtor name is... His videos are very interesting when he talks about homeowner ownership. Oh, his name, yeah. And he, yeah. You know, when she said that on Martin, Pam, girl, that's a bad mother, shut your mouth. I'm talking about Pam, well, she can dig it. Well, he, yeah. I was lost. You was lost when, that's what she was saying he is. I know that, buddy. You know, but I. Why she said it like that? Because it was, it had a little. Twang. It had a little twang to it, you know. So I felt like that's she why put, she was she doing that. So. Well, he, yeah. One thing, yeah. Listen, mm. I'm mm. over here trying to find a damn realtor. Okay, Javier, Javier. I think his name is Javier Vendana. Yeah, come Let's on see. over to this shot. Let's see. Yes, Javier. Then Vendana, yeah, I think Vendana. Okay, Vendana. Vendana. I always pronounce his name wrong. Please forgive me. Mm-hmm. Something that I'm working on, but I came across his videos because um, a few months ago in the pandemic, he had a lot of videos that were booming, um, giving people advice on what was going on within the home ownership market and mm-hmm. how this was a seller's market, and just talking about all of the different things. That is going on in the industry and that we don't necessarily understand. So eventually, that led me down a rabbit hole of all of his videos, okay? (laughs) And it led me down a rabbit hole of videos associated with Zillow. Now, I'm familiar with Zillow, and I know you are, especially Mm -hmm. as a homeowner, familiar with Zillow. Mm -hmm. Because originally, that was an online real estate marketplace that we've searched to see homes right. that were available within right. our city. Right. And at the time when we were up on Zillow and, and we how we've seen it, how it has transformed as a, a company, I didn't see Zillow having homes that were owned by Zillow that they wanted to sell. Did you ever see that? No. All I right. Never, I never saw you that. Never, you never seen a sticker in the corner that said this home is owned nah. by Zillow, right? Nah. Now at least we think so how how recent has Zillow 
got into the mar the market of purchasing homes. Girl, I I this I'm came lost. out the woodworks for I'm me. Lost, I, I don't remember. I don't recall seeing that. It came out the woodworks for me, but I'm not surprised because I'm seeing a lot of online, you know, corporations, organizations, whatever services that they produce, lean into. Oh my God, this is another avenue where we can make income. Fucking capitalism. So anywho, I'm surfing the internets and I come across this article on Verge, on The Verge to be exact. And I want to read through it to talk about what is happening within the market. How did we get to Zillow reportedly needing to sell 7,000 homes after they bought too many? How the hell does this happen? How... Did you even know that the, 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 the site sold houses? And we're just going to unpack the foolery, okay? Mm -hmm. So let's get into it. This article was published on November 2nd, 2021 by Mitchell Clark. Mitchell Clark. Um, and we're just going to read through it and we're going to hop into discussion. So Zillow is trying to offload around $2.8 worth billion dollars worth of houses onto investors after it bought them with the intent of selling them to hopeful homeowners and landlords, according to a report by Bloomberg. This follows another Bloomberg report that the real estate browsing website had to stop buying houses when it found itself with access inventory after the company told investors it planned on ramping up its flipping business. On Tuesday, Zillow announced in its earnings report that it's winding down the practice entirely and estimated that it will lose over half a billion dollars in value on the houses it owns. It also announced it would be laying off about a quarter of its employees and said that it had, had underestimated how unpredictable the housing market is. Some readers may be surprised that Zillow buys and sells houses rather than just acting as a place for real estate agents to post listings. I was too when I first heard about it, but the company has actually been doing this for years through its Zillow Offers program. According to its site, the idea is that Zillow will buy your house in cash, streamlining the process significantly. It, it'll then deal with any repairs or quick renovations and then sell the house itself. It's not the only one with this business model either. Competing real estate site Redfin has a similar program and there are entire companies dedicated to internet-based home buying like Open Door. In August, a Vice article detailed what it described as an arms race among tech companies that were trying to buy up as much real estate as possible as housing prices exploded across the country. According to the report, Zillow bet big, telling investors that it planned to buy thousands of houses throughout 2021 and turn its homes division into a billion-dollar business. As the staggeringly hot summer came to an end, though it seemed like Zillow's offers business was also cooling down, in October, the company told investors that it would stop buying houses, 
citing construction, renovation, and closing labor shortages. Bloomberg, however, speculated that it could also be motivated by excess inventory and reported that Zillow seemed to sell a good number of houses at a loss instead of a profit. Now, according to Bloomberg, Zillow is looking to offload around 7,000 of the homes it bought. 7,000. Unfortunately, it doesn't seem like the individual house hunters will be able to benefit from Zillow's troubles. Bloomberg reports that the company is trying to sell the homes to institutional investors. Read Wall Street-like firms. (laughs) to the tune of $2.8 billion to would-be home buyers who would who have been turned down to, to a, due to a seemingly endless supply of cash buyers, it may feel like a slap in the face. However, it doesn't seem like the housing, mar- housing market's wild ride is entirely due to investment bankers. A report from Vox cites, research that investors made up only 20% of the home buying market in 2020. And Zillow says that it and its competitors made up around 1% of the housing market in quarter two, 2021. In some ways, those numbers are both terrifying and reassuring. A fifth of the housing markets is a massive and influential chunk, but it also means that It likely wasn't a private equity firm or Zillow that outbid you on your dream home. It's hard to tell what will come of this sale and how it'll affect Zillow's home flipping plans in the future. However, it probably won't stop the conspiracy theories that Zillow is driving up prices on purpose. There's always some truth to conspiracy theories. Okay, and if... I'm any indication it won't make home hopefuls feel any better about their chances of scoring a place to live. Perhaps it's just another data point for the argument that finances are a meme now is that betting big doesn't mean you are going to get what you're hoping for. Ciao. That's a mouthful. I was over there stuttering. It won't want to. So, all right, that's a, that's a mouthful. Wow. But I never, when we, when we started to look on Zillow and other sites for houses, mm-hmm. we never noticed any, and maybe it was just unbeknownst to us, but we never saw anything about Zillow selling the home. We were looking at it through a realtor service who was actually selling the home. Right. So, it was kind of, it's kind of a shock that I'm like, well, how long? They say it's been going for some time now, but hell, how long? I feel like during the pandemic is when all of this came out. Of course. Okay. And for me, it's one of those things where I never knew that Zillow was dipping and dabbling into the, into this arena, but it's clear that they were moving into this arena for profits, mm-hmm. right? Because nowadays we see so many um, tech companies that are reinventing right the way we do real estate today right you can go online and get you a loan outside of a brick and mortar bank simply through online real estate serving agencies online you surely can okay and i think one of those um websites that recently came to surface was better 
um, better.com where their, <laughs> their CEO laid off like 900 people, well, fired 900 people to make the business quote unquote better. Oh, it was so hard. Oh, I cried when I did this last time, all of this shit. Like they recently came into, you know, uh, the hot seat, but I know better as being one of those places where you can go to get a mortgage, right? Where they say they have 24 seven support zero commissions and lender fees in a simple online experience for those who are interested in either purchasing a home or refinancing. For Zillow, we only knew what we knew, which was there's places to get homes, da 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 You're re- seeing through which realtor company that this home is, is, is under the market for. Yep. So this is who you're going through, basically. You contact people via email, they get back to you. Right. You know, like, I've never known this to be anything other than that now they changed their business model and for me i'm kind of like my mouth is dropped because there are so many people houseless in the u.s who can't find affordable homes mm-hmm. who can't find a place to, to to live where we know single family homes have reached a, a point of being so expensive where individuals can't even manage or afford to 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 move on up mm-hmm. and so we have so many young folks who are you know still living at home or living in apartments trying to figure it out and fucking boomers are looking at us like oh my god why don't you have a house yet why don't you have this and it's like nigga it's a process to this shit it ain't it ain't something that happened overnight, you know. You know, so it's kind of quite odd to me that we have so many homes that are, that Zillow could just buy up. And now, because you're not, it's not a quote unquote profit profit to you. Now you're trying to get rid of them. But now my thought is get okay. rid of yourself. <laughs> so my thought is okay. You got seven thousand homes. How are you going to sell them? You can't sell them at original price that you bought them. You got to go down a couple of thousand. A, a, a couple? You need to be feeding and and, 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 home, and and giving these homes a better move. And people be like, well, that ain't that, that's going to make them lose money. That don't make they no sense. They already lost money. They already lost money. Give them homes to people who need them. I feel like that's the most equitable thing you can do. If you, if you are a company who could buy up 7,000 homes, 7,000 motherfucking homes? And that hasn't caused your business to go under? Then you got the money to... You, you gonna be alright. Yeah, you gonna be alright. You gonna be alright. You just make a profit off of these homes. But it's very clear that these organizations are in it for money. Right? And so, that... Like, I'm reading this and I'm like, but there's so many people who don't have homes. And just the other day, I was surfing. And people who are trying to qualify for home loans. Yes. So, I mean... It's a it's a struggle and it it it's inequitable. It's it's literally showing you that those who have the money have the access. They're literally limiting access for people. And it's not just Zillow who's doing this. It could be your local quote unquote small business investor mm-hmm. who's doing it as well. Like please. I was literally looking up, okay? homes that or or places where I wanted to move mm-hmm. and thinking long term right mm-hmm. like potentially purchasing a home mm-hmm. and um I saw a stamp in about five of the homes on the first page that was like Zillow a Zillow home 
Like, this is a Zillow home. And I'm like, what, what's a Zillow home? Oh, they're clean. They're, they're top-notch. We've done all of our research on it. Make sure it's up to par for those who are interested in purchasing this home. We're having an open house. And I'm like, when did this begin? When did this begin? And it makes, it makes me think right now, mm-hmm. as we sit here and talk about this. Okay, so the person who, who, who sold their home to you, yep. you gave them a number. Boom. They got paid for it. Mm-hmm. But now you go in, you flip the home. Now you put it on the market for, for maybe double or triple the price of what you gave the person who sold the house to you to try to make a profit. Now you have these houses here that you have no way of, of, of getting rid of. And yet you still got these homes. Mm-hmm. How, do, how, do you, how do you make sure that somebody... Or somebody's ends up with this house. It's the weirdest, weirdest thing because when I think about um, the homes that are for sale mm-hmm. and who has access to them, mm-hmm. I think about the barriers that often exist with Black people yeah. and in real estate. We see it. Real estate was one of the the easiest ways when we look at policies where we were barred from being able to access a certain kind of home, mm-hmm. a certain type of neighborhood, mm-hmm. where even steering practices we've seen continue to this day. The red tape. The, yep, the red, red line. Red lining. Um, damn it. For instance, Newsday. When Newsday released that report about steering practices that was happening down in Long Island, Okay, was it was it Long Island or was it Staten Island? Girl, Newsday steering report. It was the most embarrassing thing ever. Yes, it was in, it was in Long Island. It was called Long Island Divided, right? Where they were literally doing a undercover investigation report on them literally real estate agents steering direct home buyers to specific localities based on their race. And everybody's like, oh, that's something that doesn't happen nowadays. It exists. It's still it's still, it still happening. So what? I wonder what oh, is Zula, Zillow get... doing to increase access? Because I don't believe they they doing anything. Oh, we're gonna make sure you know we target some black home buyers. Is is this gonna happen in y'all process of I, selling these homes? I get frustrated. I get frustrated. Mm-hmm. I, I get angry at this mm-hmm. because the red because the the redlining still fucking exists. Yes. When you have individuals who are living in certain areas where there's not enough grocery stores, where there's not enough medical facilities, where mm-hmm. there's not enough parks and recreational things for kids to do, and yet you have them in a hot zone where there's not enough, not enough um, trees or all, all this stuff like that. Shit, Concentrated poverty like a motherfucker. What? Come on, man. That shit plays a. Uh, that shit plays a huge factor. Then you, as you go out to your suburban areas, your your your, your rural areas, what do they have? Look around. I mean, at every single thing. When it comes to what's available to them. You know when they talk about the grass being greener? The roads being better? You know, I think this is very true for a lot of what we've seen growing up. um, In a place where we grew up very sheltered. Let's just be honest, right? But even going to some place like Victor seemed untouchable. Yeah. Right? Because Victor, in our hometown... Um, is a place where not only is it a suburb where people have a median income of like 70000 and up, but they are extremely well off. 
mm-hmm. financially secured. Mm-hmm. You don't see a patch in their grass over there. You see a whole bunch of different quality stores. You see a whole bunch of access to things. Uh, the homes are different. It's just a very different experience, right? Um, and I would even say the same thing for Gates. And then going further out in places like Penfield, Spencerport, where you got $400,000, $300,000 homes, mm-hmm. all of this land. It's a very different world from where you come from. And so as I really do think about Zillow and, and, and their practices and buying up all of these homes, first of all, it, in many ways, I'm like, this is capitalistic as fuck, okay? Um, y'all trying to bring these homes back into the market, but how y'all going to make sure that it's equitable? Maybe you don't give a fuck about it being equitable. Maybe you just give a fuck about it selling because you win it for the money, okay? And why is it that y'all needed so many many of those homes, wanting to make money knowing that people out here out here houseless as hell they wanted to make money children without stable housing you know when you could create a solution to the housing crisis that exists today Mm -hmm. you are adding regardless no matter how you slice it oh no this is just business you are adding to the pain that people are experiencing not being able to get qualified to get certain homes or get access to the homes of their dreams mm-hmm. not being able to have out access to an affordable home mm-hmm. not being able to be looked at period like this shit really blows me okay and so i'm interested in following this journey and seeing how it, this plays out. Are they going to be able to sell the homes? Will they be releasing data on the demographic of uh, gra- uh, demographics of people that they sold these homes to? Like, what is to come from, from this? Because they're not the only one in this industry operating like this. It's just always profits first over people is that it, I'm seeing. It's just the, the, the stuff that's, that's being brought to the forefront. Um that is now being undercover, especially during this time for this time during COVID. So many things are being brought to the light. Yes. Comes to light. Comes, comes to light. So it, so it just How did I let it get this far? White supremacy and racism. All those tentacles. It's just it's just institutional. You get, you get, I, I, I got so, I, I get, so, I get so angry, and it's not, you know, it's a lot of, a lot of us that get so angry because it's like, yo, this shit still continues to happen, and yet y'all want to play dumb, right? And then you want to give us the, the stupid, uh, 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 explanation of, oh no, this is no, stop, call it what it is, call the kettle black, that's what it is, that's 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 what it is. Also, I want to correct myself really quickly. It was in twenty nineteen that um, Newsday exposed the systemic racial steering. But you know, they tell you in your the, your experience that oh, that's not what this is when you're going to oh no no stuff like that don't exist anymore, girl. Stop lying to yourself. Stop lying to me in front of my face when I know Please. what's not when I know what's happening. It don't let it go to your head. It, nah, it's it's disgusting. For sure, for sure, and I'm thinking about how this affects, like my. Please let me know if I'm going you know left here Mm -hmm. but i'm really thinking about how this affects individuals in their journey right people who were seeking to purchase homes in the pandemic or or whatever like what was that process like because like even in your process it was so hands-on it was so intentional like our realtor mr diamond was so sweet such a sweetheart and can i say this one thing 
yes with 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 our relative the lack of ignorance well how can i put this uh um someone being so willing to to get out and have their own home was willing to put a down payment on a home mm-hmm. that they knew nothing about yeah and mr diamond explained I would rather have you to take these courses to know what it is, what it means to be a first time homeowner, mm-hmm. and then we get to the point where we can start looking at homes to know to, to basically to know the ins and outs of what it truly means to be a first time homeowner. Because putting down money ain't enough for and you. Yeah, and I would have taken this cash, journey. and yet you not knowing that now you are supposed to pay this whole large lump sum mm-hmm. of what this house is truly worth, not just the first down payment, right? Me, as a, as a realtor, I'm doing you a disservice. Yep. Yep. So I respect that. I res- I, from that moment on, that's what I respected more than Anthony because he was transparent. Yeah. Through the whole entire journey. And he was really rooting for not, not, not just having a home ownership, like just being but like, just oh, I'm a homeowner. rooting for us to get the right house for get us. Get the right house. In and all also aspects. recognizing the pros and the cons of the houses that we chose. Yes. Right. Um, there was no way that I could have even imagined what your journey would be like as a homeowner. Mm -hmm. But what I will say, he was very in tune with being hands on with that process. And I wonder how that shifts when you're just talking to somebody through a computer, when you're just signing papers through a computer, when you don't have somebody who's hands-on, who's not looking in your best interest, they just, just want to sell, 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 sell. Like, you know, I wonder how this overall affects um, just the experience one has post getting into look at home. it. Look at it from this standpoint. When you eliminate that hands-on contact with somebody, mm-hmm. you think about the medical field. A lot of times, well, nowadays now, some a lot of the, the, the primary care physicians are steering clear of that hands-on communication with the patient. Not all, but some. Where patients will tell me, like, I don't understand how a doctor can talk to me and only sit with me for five minutes. And you're looking at the computer the whole entire five minutes. Right. You're not it's discussing not with me. Anymore. You're not discussing with me the issues. I want to see you face to face and let you know what's happening with me. But you're only giving me five minutes, and you got a you, and you got a room full of patients mm-hmm. that you're trying to get through. So how much time are you truly spending with your patients? You look at it right now with this whole real estate process going through a computer. What if there's a million and one questions that you have and you need to feel that that question needs to be answered right then and there? Mm-hmm. What I love more than anything about my process with finding a home was the constant communication that I was having with Mr. Diamond and, 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 and um, even with the bank because I had questions about things. There were things that I wanted to know as my process was going forward, forward with, with, um, with finding a home. Being diligent enough to just say like this is what this is what you're, you're you're looking for. This is what I want you to pay attention to. You buying an older home, you know as time progresses on that you're gonna need repairs for an older home. Yep. You get a newer home, you're gonna have enough time to be in this home before you even have to think about getting repairs because it's already up to date when yep. it comes to your electricity, when it comes to your plumbing, when it comes to your roofing. All this stuff has been done, and we came across some homes that were like that. Mm-hmm. And you know. Um, 
just having that like just being like every day we turn around we got two houses that we that we found that we want to go ahead and see okay let us all go yep he was good enough to break down the taxes the neighborhood mm-hmm. how do you guys feel like what it like what is it you guys are feeling right now as we're walking through this house do you think that you could potentially be in this home right you know it was more so not just only trying to sell the home but yet wanting to get us to feel like listen if it's not the fit for you by all means let's find something totally different and recognizing the financial capacity yes we talk about capacity all the time and i want to i want to just briefly talk about this when when we talk about capacity is usually how much you're able to to sustain Mm -hmm. you know how much you're able to access what is your what what's your maximum what's your minimum Right. right and so with your financial capacity it's really important to be able to identify what can you do within your means mm-hmm. okay and i think for him he was very in tune with that recognizing you know where we were mm-hmm. as a unit right okay you being young and being a homeowner mm-hmm. and things you needed to look out for. He was with you through the process and he complimented you. I will never forget this saying, you might want to get into real estate because you were really great and being very intentional and taking over a process that was very unfamiliar and very much so like, oh, you know, where do I go from I here? Was, I was in meeting A baby. Because literally I was a baby at mm-hmm. that time. Um, it was supposed to be a, 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 a partnership with my parent but things took a left turn and they fell upon me mm-hmm. so that kind of switched this switched some things around where i had to take lead control of a lot of stuff that we were right. dealing with right so with that being said yeah he did he, he, I, I forgot that conversation i don't and he did he did he did mention that but it was just a lot of things that i wanted to know about mm-hmm. and i was curious mm-hmm. and we were going to all be in this household together it needs to be suitable for all of us right and like you said the 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 the, the uh our bandwidth yeah him knowing that information i remember the so first important. i remember the first house we saw was so gorgeous it was beautiful mm. it was in a it was in a nice quiet neighborhood right but it was out of our range and the main thing he told my father, my father was so adamant about getting this house. I'm like, this is not within our budget. We spoke to the bank. This was not in our budget. And I was adamant at the time about that. We're not going to do this. We can't just go overstep our boundaries to find a house that we feel to fall in love with. But yet, the price is not what it should be. Especially even looking with, at your total negoti- income. Right. But even with negotiating, Please. you know, it, who's to say that they would, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that it wouldn't, it wouldn't have worked, but yet it was just the fact where we were when it came to our finances. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and that's Diamond, okay. Financial capacity exactly, working within your means. Exactly. And Mr. Diamond explained. He was like, you know, I know you love the house. He said, but I love you more as a client to know that this may not be suitable for you because of where it stands when it comes to your mortgage payment. Mm-hmm. And when he said that, that shit clicked. I said, listen to what he's saying to you. Because that matters. That matters. It really matters. I would rather have you to have a home where you're able to make sure that you can pay for the mortgage and have and, and have a a means of more what you need throughout the throughout the month or whatever have you makes the same about other bills and other things that you need your money for mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and that matters more than you know anything else let's just be real it matters more than anything else we have to be very intentional about mm-hmm. the way we, we we show up in our process and i think as as well-meaning mm-hmm. 
as uh, some of these online websites can be mm-hmm. when you lose touch, when you use that, lose that interpersonal touch. It just feels like you're playing this capitalistic game. Right, uh, even when you're in person with some people, it may feel like you're playing this capitalist again. It may just be a little bit. It just may be a little bit too much. But I Maybe see don't let go to your hand. I'm asking nah. you a question. You can't lie to me and sit here and just tell me anything I want to hear. And it, it may make sense for you to be in person and and relating to somebody because you may recognize that that is not the realtor for you. Exactly. And that is okay. We we deserve to have those decisions. Yes. The people who have our best interests. I say this all to say, now I want to transition to talk a little bit about what people are saying, what we should expect from the housing market in 2022, because 2021 was definitely a place where houses that were selling for 300000 were being sold for 340000 okay? And people were bidding, and if you, it was, it was... It was a winner's market for sellers and it was a loser's market for those who just didn't have it and didn't have the access. And so I want to segue into talking about what to expect and really just tapping into what we think about it and what we think about where Zillow may be in the next upcoming year. Okay. Because Zillow who? Mm. Zillow what? All right. So we talked about Zillow. We had a discussion about how there are all of these changes that have happened with Zillow buying homes and how people who desire to own a home have not been able to access any real estate property um, due to how expensive it's been to essentially own a fucking home. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so now I want to talk a little bit about what Zillow says that we can expect from home prices next year. We could just let this simmer and let it be what it is. All right. So this article was published by Fortune, written by Lance Lambert on November 18th, 2021. So back in September, Zillow released a bullish 2022 forecast, which predicted U.S. home prices would climb another 11.7% over the coming 12 months. But now the real estate listing site says their previous outlook was too low. On Wednesday, Zillow published a report predicting U.S. home prices will climb 13.6% between October 2021 and October 2022. Mm. That's clearly bad news for stretched home buyers, while climbing at a 13.6% will count as a declaration from current levels of price growth. Prices were up a record 19.9% between August 2020 and August 2021. It'll hardly be price relief. For perspective, the largest 12-month uptick in U.S. home prices leading to the 2008, no, 2008 crisis was 14.1%. The strong long-term outlook is driven by our expectations for tight market conditions to persist with demand for housing exceeding the supply of available homes, wrote Zillow researchers. Researchers, In other words, they see a tight and competitive housing market spurred by a perfect storm of pandemic factors and demographics continuing into 2022. There simply won't be enough homes for sale next year, according to Zillow's forecast model, to satisfy the man from work from home buyers and the wave of millennial first time buyers. You know what I got to say? 
you know what? I you know, actually, you know what I gotta say for this? Maybe there would be more goddamn homes if Zillow ass wasn't buying up shit. Talking about some oh oh oh, oh the demand for house and exceeded the supply of available homes. Well, who told your asses to buy up the whole market? Well, now, what you think? So remember when they said the bullish report? So yeah, what was they was doing at that time. That it, exactly. All, all <laughs> exactly. Fucking bullies. So now it's a problem. Now, now you want to say that it's not it's not enough to go around. It's not, but like we already knew this, right? Mm-hmm. Because single family homes are very expensive, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Even in places where there are only single family zoning, right? It's extremely hard to find affordable housing, mm-hmm. especially for families, especially for 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 black bodies, mm-hmm. right? We already know this to be something that is that is very very normal. When issues like this happen where you know, even the idea of home ownership seems too expensive. Right. Right. It's kind of like, what the fuck are we going to do? Because it's becoming a greater stretch to achieve. Yes. It's becoming extremely frustrating. Yes, it is. And then trying to be a part of this entire process, like, who knows? Let's say you were searching for becoming a homeowner now. Versus in 2012, it would be stressful. It would be completely be different. Stressful. And yet, not only that, you have a lot of companies who do offer an incentive to those who are first-time homeowners. Mm-hmm. But yet, even with that being said, is that enough? No, we know that. We know that. Especially if you can only afford a home that is a fixer-upper. Right. Right. But even then, that's too much money. And who right. has the money as a first-time homeowner, if you're already looking for existence, from a FHA loan mm-hmm. or any other loans that may be given to you or, or, or grants that may be given to you to, to help you to help obtain, you obtain home a homeowner, to, to, to be a homeowner. So a lot goes into play with that, you know? And yet I think about how now you evaluate just the, just the, what they're talking about, the increase, what is it, 13.6? Mm-hmm. That, that was a miscalculation, I think. And they're saying that it's not what, oh, no, no, I'm sorry. It, so it, it was 13.6, but back in uh, 2008, that was, it was, the prices was 14.1. Mm-hmm. You think about everything that took place in 2008 at that time. Banks was giving out loans to people who they knew couldn't afford these fucking loans. And yet you giving it to these people. And yet that's when the home market crashed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of players responsible oh, for yes. oh. that recession. Yes. And I think that what hurts the most, right, is every time we have these conversations about crashes and about, you know, um, limited access and who it affects the most, it comes from people who have been historically, you know, harmed. harmed. Time and time again. Right. Um, and so for me, I I find it so disheartening, mm-hmm. you know, to read these stories. But also, in a way, I am inspired because I know that through it all, we've always prevailed, right? But when we think about how these statistics affect us, I really believe we can't overcome them. But, like, these systems have to get this shit in order. Because right now, it's not a system that works for everybody. No, and, th- and that and that is where the problem lies. Mm-hmm. It's not suited for everybody. No. Only for a select few. Like, there's no way you're telling me that the demand for homes is greater than the supply when you can go to New York City right now and go to Billionaire's Row and see 
all of these empty buildings with fucking skyscrapers overlooking the fucking projects and, and, and people who, who don't have homes. And you're telling me, oh, yeah, see, I, I know this is empty, but you can't live here because this ain't meant for you or your kind. I'm just disgusted. I'm really The disgusted. supply outweighs the demand. Sorry. It's like, no. It, to, to me, the narrative that is being perpetuated is the same narrative we hear when we're trying to figure out solutions to deal with those who are houseless, you know, or those who, who suffer from housing instability. And so I think going into 2022, we have a lot more conversations and action that needs to be put behind these discussions that we're having on not having this be a crisis that's similar to 2008. But you see what's happening all over the country. Mm -hmm. Like you said, the building that's looking over the projects and seeing the homeless that's out there. Mm -hmm. And yet we see in our hometown, the constant building. The constant building in areas where we in areas where we seem like, okay, so you're putting up these, these beautiful apartments. Mm -hmm. Who is it? Who are you targeting to? Yeah. Cause we know, you know, like real estate in the housing market has historically discriminated against our community. Yes. And so it's no surprise to even think about the way this uh, affects us and our ability to have stability, you know, on a greater level entering into 2022. It's sincerely something to think about. Yes, it is. And to truly... It's, it's so it's it, can you can you until you gonna wrap your head around everything because there's so much shit that is just unraveling as we speak that's that we've known for for centuries at end about shit that's been going on mm -hmm. I'm saying centuries as if we've been on this earth for centuries no I'm just saying that shit has has been in existence before we have been here yeah it is a longitudinal struggle. <laughs> Say that word again, please. Longitudinal. You got me fucking it up now. <laughs> Struggle. Okay. Literally, it's it's an on period point. I like blank. how you said that. It's longitudinal. It's a ongoing systemic and institutional struggle that we've yes. seen. Yes. And it's not gonna stop in 2022. Capitalism isn't gonna stop in 2022. Neither is us not having access to the things that we need or policies that could really change things, right? Because people really look at the policies that are in the best interest to help those in need. They look at it as a handout rather than a hand up in how when you do have housing, when people have a roof over their heads, when people have working a, a properly work working and functioning house, place to lay their head in an apartment, it really does shift their quality of life. And I think we should focus on more on how to improve people's quality of life than whether or not people deserve to live in quality. Mm. That was a word. A big one. Getting disconnected on social media can be hard. But the best way to stay in touch with the Broke Black Bougie community is to visit www.brokeblackbougie.com and be sure to sign up for the Broke Black Bougie newsletter to stay in touch with all things BBB, from our newsletter to our events to upcoming podcast episodes 
to anything that's happening within the Broke Black Bougie community. All you have to do is visit www.brokeblackbougie.com and subscribe to our newsletter by submitting your email. Promise we don't spam, but you're going to be in a note and updated in all the shows you didn't know. Keep in touch with the community. <laughs> oh, wow. I kind of played too much. <laughs>